Hello, Tom Myers here. If you're like me and you've got a lot to say, a lot of stories to share, a lot of opinions to give, then listen up. I'm going to talk about something that's going to take your passion for podcasts to the next level. I'm talking about the 7 Million Bikes podcast course. This is the podcasting course you need. Imagine having the skills, the knowledge, and the confidence to create, produce, and grow a successful podcast. And you're not doing it alone. I'm talking about Neil Mackay, the podcast guy, founder of 7 Million Bikes Podcasts. He knows what it takes to turn your passion into a podcast that stands out. He's going to guide you through everything from podcast ideas that resonate to nailing that audio production and even editing your episodes like a pro. With 23 tutorials and over three hours of video content, this course is packed with practical tips, real-world examples, and everything you need to know to get started. Just $97 for a wealth of knowledge that'll set you up for podcasting success it's a no-brainer think about it less than a hundred bucks to unleash your creativity share your story and potentially even turn your passion into a profitable business people like ian payton who's taken the course launched their own podcast and already in the top 10 percent of podcasts worldwide and you could be next the seven million bikes podcast course is your ticket to podcasting greatness. Go to the link in my show notes right now and let's make your podcasting dream a reality. Hi, I'm A.A. Ron, the owner and producer of Oddly Funny Productions. That's A-W-D-L-Y Funny Productions. Bombing Run, the original comedy combat game show. It's an hour's worth of comedians clashing with their jokes. And soon to be released, Orbs Wacky World, a talk show with a twist. It will be a mix of comedy, unusual questions and music with orb as the host oddly funny productions we might be odd but we bring the funny to you that's a-w-d-l-y funny productions hey everyone it's me again if you're tired of listening to this show with all these ads in the way go ahead and subscribe to my patreon in addition to listening to this show without the ads you also get extended versions of these episodes and bonus clips as well doesn't cost that much you can get plans for as low as one dollar a month you can show the love and your support just go to patreon.com slash tom myers spelled m-y-e-r-s and subscribe and listen and enjoy today again that's patreon.com slash Tom Myers. Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. And welcome to Tom Myers versus the rest of the world. The United States beat Iran one to nothing in the World Cup. So that means they go through to the 16-team elimination round. The Iran players went ahead and sang the national anthem before the game. So that means the Iran players were able to avoid a second elimination. The United States moves on to take on the Netherlands, so it's going to be interesting. It will be a country who, in its very recent history, was overrun by Nazis taking on the Netherlands. (laughs) Oath Keepers founder Stuart Rhodes is the guy with the eye patch. He was found guilty of seditious acts. Looks like he's going to be doing some serious prison time, but there is a silver lining. Instead of sodomy, his cellmate will just ejaculate into the bad eye socket. Oh, gosh. 
Donald Trump came under fire for having dinner with Kanye West and white supremacist Nick Fuentes. Actually, that just shows how Trump can relate to Americans, many of whom also share a Thanksgiving dinner table with racists. Kanye West is now closer to having Anthony Cumia hire him to be the first black full-time host on Compound Media. Facebook announced that it will no longer be checking Donald Trump's speeches. In other words, Facebook is going to turn into my extended family after two cases of Pabst Blue Ribbon. (laughs) Maryland's new governor-elect, Wes Moore, says one of his priorities will be to get the new FBI headquarters to be based in Maryland. If I know Marylanders the way I do, then I can see that going bad real quick. When Marylanders start calling the FBI to complain about the local liquor store, price gouging on a six-pack of natural light. During his Senate campaign, Herschel Walker slipped and referred to his election as an erection when he said, this erection is about the people. If an erection is really about the people, then why was I banned from every swim club this past summer? It's easy to get the two mixed up as Herschel Walker uses one to fuck over his girlfriends and he's going to use the other to try and fuck over an entire state. Adam Frisch, the Democrat running for Congress in Colorado, conceded to the district's incumbent, Lauren Boebert. In return, Boebert said liberals are pissed she won and they're looking for anything they could find to take her down, which isn't exactly hard to do. Lauren Boebert is the equivalent of the criminals who try to flee the police in the dark while wearing those flashy light-up running shoes. A campaign to boycott Tampax was started when the company posted on its social media that they were, quote, sliding into her DMs, end quote. The reason for the boycott they gave was that the post was sexualizing women, which just goes to show these people don't understand anything inside of a vagina. The boycott was started by people who were just jealous that tampons are more welcome inside women than they are. Jay Leno was injured after one of his cars caught fire while he was working on it. He was so badly burned that he now understands how fans of The Tonight Show felt when it was he and not David Letterman who succeeded Johnny Carson as the host. Tim Allen reportedly called on Leno while he was in the hospital. As if Leno isn't already suffering enough. What does Tim Allen say like when he visits someone in the hospital? Talking grunts? Oh, yeah, that's a lot of morphine. (laughs) Reality TV stars Todd and Julie Chrisley have been sentenced to prison after they were convicted of tax evasion and bank fraud. It just goes to show the people who actively seek fame and fortune always fall under scrutiny, which can get them into serious legal and financial trouble. Why do you think I limit the audience for this podcast? (laughs) And now on with the show. Please join me in welcoming Abby Mello, Gina Brown, David Kay, and Ward Morrow. Hello. Everyone, welcome. Abby, welcome back. Missed you. Good to see everybody. We've got some of the regular crew here, Gina. Lovely to see you guys. Good to see you again. Lovely to see you too. Hello, everyone. Uh, How's everyone been doing this week? Good. Bad. Okay. Right, been on, move on then. Uh, I've been on antibiotics for a horrible respiratory uh, infection. Oh. Whatever that, whatever the kids are getting, the RSVP or whatever they're getting, I got it too oh from some God. little rat, 
some rat kid gave it to me, I think. And now I have to be on an antibiotic. And I think my wife has pink eye. Oh, my goodness gracious. I'm coming to your house for Thanksgiving. I know. <laughs> we will all be so lucky if Trump wins again to pay less for groceries when they are given to us for free by the second Trump administration during our time in the forced labor camps set up in the Tetons. So Trump's made the announcement. Uh, what's everybody's thoughts on his prospects for 2024, his chances? Never a better time to run than to stay out of prison. I think uh, he'd probably get more people at the rallies if he campaigned from jail. Just, well, he, just go on well, he's got his January 6th people who will come see him. I mean, right. like inter-prison, inter-prison rally visits. Do they allow right. them? I just well, think it's was, another money grab. I think that's, I mean, why else would you uh, start campaigning so early other than to get uh, the uh, rubes out there and jingle their pocket, jingle the money out of their pockets like he did the last time? I mean, yeah. it just makes absolute sense for him to start as early as possible. And with the crappy turnout at the, with the crappy turnout with the, at the Republican, uh, with the Republican, uh, election republicans not getting their 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 wave was more like a uh not even quite not even a ripple mm -hmm. so uh i think he had to jump on it uh to beat anybody else out so that he can continue to get money and to try to excite the base which he thinks he has so i think that that's kind of like why he tried to do it because it did seem like they had gone flat and then he sort of i mean it's not a good energy it's bad energy but it's energy nonetheless right so and I could care less if he ends up running on an independent because it'll split the ticket on that side I don't care <laughs> it's whatever <laughs> well don't you have to didn't he have to register uh as the Republican candidate uh, as the candidate uh, or is uh or is it uh is there a because will someone else uh, apparently i guess the other republicans will run directly against him but like could we we could still write him in if if he i mean right like a person could still that's all this we stuff Gene. no 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 no, no. <laughs> humans well okay i not humans i say humans but i don't even know if i mean humans would write him in because that's <laughs> if he loses the republican nomination he can petition to run as an independent so okay he can okay. two bites at the app okay or it, and people can just write him in i mean he I don't know if he'll get enough write-ins to go ahead and yeah. swing a state like Alabama to vote for Biden, you know, should he you know, right. decide to go ahead and run again. But I mean, if in, in enough states, he could, uh, he, I mean, the Republicans could get clobbered worse than they did uh, than they did two years ago. Yeah. But for you, Tom, I got to admit, this is going to be uh, a lot of material for the next, you know, 18 to 24 months. So it's like a smorgasbord for comedians. I know. I, I was I was gonna look forward. Like I, I I go ahead and take time off. Like I record this in this. I record these uh, episodes during the spring, and I record them, you know, in the fall. Like the only consolation I will that I'll have is I'll just go ahead and have this backlog of material that I could just, you know throw shit together. I mean, I do that now anyway. I just throw shit together 
and hey hey we're not shit. <laughs> <laughs> he said that twice uh, i think he just right? wanted to reiterate it and uh, right. firm up the fact that we are all amongst that shit that he right. chose i'm trying to be humble for once well, we're not trying to be <laughs> we just started this podcast five minutes early tom who's a piece of <laughs> nobody's a piece of shit exactly donald trump's announcement was not treated with the fanfare to which he is accustomed and only a fraction of the attention he received during his 2015 announcement as this video shows remember i sent to angela Remember Angela? Do you remember Angela? Nobody's remembering her now. Angela right, Merkel. Just joining us, here. President Trump in Mar-a-Lago announcing his 2024 presidential run. I don't remember Angela. What was, what was his point Who of remembers? bringing her up? Yeah. I kind of wish they did let him go on a little more because I was like, what, what are you talking about? And what, <laughs> what is this relevant to? Right. I don't think he would have. I don't think he would have tied it around to his logical conclusion. He's not known for, you know, bringing things back around. And maybe he just would have gotten stuck in a loop and been like, remember, like, what were other things that came out that year? You know, like, right, right. remember that one movie? Remember? <laughs> <laughs> right. Remember there was a stylistic thing with Republicans? I mean, Herschel Walker's kind of that way with everything, too. Like, yeah. you know, remember when the werewolf did whatever? It's like, no. talks like this. Yeah, he's not well. <laughs> and he's and if if he makes it to you know the general election, he's gonna be he's gonna be the same age that Biden was when he first got elected, when you know all the Trump supporters were you know making fun of his age. And I mean it would be kind of perfect in a way. He's only like two to four years younger, right? Trump's younger, yeah. But only I by think like he's a 76 right now. Right, not by like a lot. No. <laughs> yeah. Well, I look forward to all the sleepy, sleepy Trump memes that will come out for how yeah. old and sleepy he is. The new unofficial face for woman voters for Donald Trump is his daughter-in-law, Lara. Admittedly, as she is only an in-law, she is not as much fun for Donald to fantasize about as Ivanka. In this video, she realizes that even the on-air employees at Fox are skeptical of her father-in-law's 2024 campaign. Lara Trump is with us now. Welcome back, Lara. Good to see you on a very special day, obviously. I, I, I have to say that there wasn't a great reception to the speech last night. Not a single elected Republican official was there. How do you feel about it? I, I, you were there, so I'm sure you're very supportive of, of, of your father-in-law, <laughs> but those of us on the outside looking at it, it didn't seem that he got the old magic. You know what I mean? Oh, well, I highly disagree with that. Look, for Donald Trump from the very beginning, from the first day he came down the escalator in 2015, in Trump Tower, it's never been about elected officials, politicians, people, uh, you know, in the swamp in D.C. It's been about the American people. And if you look around the room last night, you had people from all different walks of life. The energy there at Mar-a-Lago was absolutely incredible. It really did, to me, feel like the 2015-2016 campaign all over again. Let's not forget, at least in the House, uh, you have a lot of people that were there for the House leadership voting. But it's, of course, never been about any of that for Donald Trump. I think it's convenient how both Lara Trump and the Fox hosts forget that during the 2015 announcement, a good bunch of the people in attendance for that announcement 
were actors who were hired to uh, just to, to be part of some major announcement made by Donald Trump. They didn't say what it was. And basically they were people who were there just flabbergasted at, at what they saw. And apparently it was replicated. Uh, it was replicated in this past announcement as well. But the best was like, they were like, if you look around the room and it's just one shot of like a hand holding a camera, uh, zooming in on the Trump sign, zooming back out to the same hand. It's like, it's like you look around the room, they, they didn't pan to people. It was always focused on him and it's just hands and a, a phone. Yeah. It was very much like uh, many of the bar shows that the comics here in this room have done where somebody <laughs> takes a picture of like the bartender, the seven other comics and like the three people in the audience and makes it look like this room was packed. Right. Or they, they, they Photoshop a Getty image of an audience, right? You know, when he started this the last time, he was known for his TV show, but he really didn't have a, a base of support. He was... Nobody knew who he was. It was a blank slate. Yeah, okay, now we all know what an idiot he is. But the problem is, you know, like the Teflon Don, you know, nothing seems to stick to him. So the question is, does he now have, within the Republican primary of active voters, does he have a base of people that he begins with now that he didn't even have when he ran before? So, I mean, is he stronger now than he was even in 2016 in the primary? And then when you see the, the debates, I mean, his strength really is that he's sarcastic to people in a way that most politicians, because they are trying to get their ideas out and be polite and, you know, fit into the political world. They're not used to, you know, kind of slapstick, nasty humor. Um, so, you know, who's going to run against them and who's going to beat him? And if a lot of people run, then does he just win by inertia of his base? That's the scary thing they got to think about. I can't imagine having so much, uh, so many lawsuits going on at the same time, uh, worrying about, uh, you know, worrying about if he even does worry about his uh, business. Can't imagine having all of these things going on at the same time in my life and being able to feel, have any uh, stable thoughts whatsoever. You would have, I mean, I would just be pulled apart. I mean, you know, but this goes I to, to Gina's point. He's a psychopath, and he's—I guarantee you—he sleeps a beautiful nine and a half hours a night, <laughs> and naps. And I he can't takes a nap. do that. I, I need melatonin. I gotta take when something. My I know. <laughs> car breaks down. Right. <laughs> You're being very generous by suggesting that Trump is stable. I mean, <laughs> you saw that earlier clip. It's <laughs> true. Well, Ward's, Ward was generous when he said he makes humor. Ward? No, he doesn't. <laughs> yeah, provides it, you know. I mean, yes, yes, yes. Resources. <laughs> he does provide it. <laughs> there are former Trump White House staffers willing to tell the former president that any campaigning on his part for vulnerable Republicans is not the best idea, albeit in the comfort of a New York studio as former White House press secretary in name only, Kaylee McEnany explains in this Fox interview. I think he needs to put it on pause, absolutely. Look, he'll, he'll make that decision, he'll make his own decision, but- Does he go I, to if Georgia? If I'm advising any contender, DeSantis, Trump, whomever, 
No one announces 2024 until we get through December 6th. Do you see the former president a need for him to go to Georgia? I, I think we've got to make strategic calculations. Um, Governor DeSantis, I think he should be welcome to the state, given what happened last night. Oh, you've, got to look, you've got to look at the realities on the ground. And Herschel Walker, we've got to win the Senate. That's it, guys. Got to win the Senate. I mean, I think we're just going around in circles at this point because you have like the form, you have the former Trump folks on TV on a network that he, you know, probably likely watches, to, uh, telling him things that he should be hearing, and then the people who are around him are telling him something entirely different because they know that if they tell him anything different, they're going to be on the conservative TV circuit, and then it's a vicious cycle. It'll just keep going on and on and on do you really think like i know that they say that he watches like six hours of like you know tv a day or the news a day but like i kind of want to imagine it's like the first this first speed movie where like there's just like a clip that plays on a loop and he doesn't realize it and it's just like it's all filtered like somebody picks it out and like that he gets like exactly like you know 10 minutes and he just all (laughs) all day long doesn't realize it and it's just of him right right yeah it's all positive stuff yeah it's all like they just pick they pick like 10 minutes they cut together like 10 minutes of positive fox news and they just play it on a loop for him and he thinks he's watching live tv right him flanked by two young blondes like it's the same sort of well i think that's how they they used to give him his intelligence reports or any kind of briefings they would just go ahead and put his name like every every so many lines throughout the report, because if he saw his name, from what I understand, this is what that's what got his attention. Well, I think with Fox News, he's there. They're slowly walking it back on him. I think it at some point they're going to finally come succumb to the fact that he's he's a, a complete idiot and that there's there's no way he's going to move forward and t- towards the 2024 election. I mean, he, he, they have to, uh, but now we've got Newsmax and OAN and uh, his um, truth uh, social uh, where those are the alternative of uh, media that these uh, Trumpers can look at and uh, continue to support him. But, I don't know. I'm, you know, every time I've counted this guy out, no matter what crazy thing he's done, um, you know, I mean, McConnell came out against him right after the January 6th stuff. And McCarthy said, oh, you know, he's got to have responsibility. I mean, everybody kind of dumped on him after January 6th. And then all of a sudden they turned tail and said, oh, we need his endorsement. We, we don't want him making fun of us. And, you know, I mean, these guys wait to see which way the wind's blowing. I don't think they're going to come to his defense. I don't think they're going to support him or early endorse him, except they're real crazies. But if he's the, the lead guy in the primaries, you know, coming near the end, I remember, I mean, remember all the people would say, you know, any, any conservative friends that we might still have who would say, well, I disagree with him on the Twitter stuff that he puts out. But, you know, I am a Republican and, and he's good on the issues, but I wish he wouldn't do the Twitter stuff. I, I think you're going to find people starting to try to find excuses for him. And that's what scares me. The surest sign that Republican and even the more right leaning independent voters we're not hip to a 2024 Trump campaign was the results of this past midterm cycle. And this report from a TV station in Michigan goes into finer detail. There are people who believe in Donald Trump and his message wholeheartedly. 
Then there are people like Rob Cordes, who make a living off former President Trump. The America First agenda is my life and business right now, yes. He, for one, would be thrilled to throw his support behind yet another run for the White House. He's just a wonderful person, and, and I, I, he, he, he cares about the people, and he doesn't need the political money. He doesn't need the job. He just wants to make a better life for his children and grandchildren which, and the American people, which are all we the people. Other lifelong Republicans say the Trump messaging has grown stale as of late. If it's more the same, I think he's got a big problem on his hands. And, and I, I expect more of the same, but we'll see what happens. While some feel the recent election was an indicator that the country is willing to move on. We saw it here in Michigan where we had um, the, t the three of our statewide uh, nominees, the, the, the governor, attorney general, and secretary of state, uh, all endorsed by President Trump and all lost by large margins. And maybe the party should get behind someone else. He's still a formidable force. There, yes. there, there's no doubt about that within, within the party. But there are other people who are beginning to eclipse. And I, and I think par primarily Governor DeSantis of, of, of Florida and uh, Governor Youngkin of uh, Virginia, which are the two that he has singled out for attack. Others feel that Trump is simply consistent in his messaging. President Trump fixed everything. He had the economy in America going great, and the world was on a, the target of success. And what did Biden do in his administration? Let's reverse everything that Trump did, and now everything's gone down the hill. In the end, those who support the Republican policy say it's really two sides of the same coin. We want to start winning again. We want to start winning all over the place. and, and uh, uh, I think it's going to take somebody new, but, you know, let's hear what he has to say. And we need to all work together, unite, get behind positive messages, make Michigan a better place and America a better place. That guy who runs that Trump shop is every single person who's ever cornered me at a party and has wanted, who has either wanted to talk politics or who, upon hearing I'm a comedian, says something and says, you should use that in your act all rolled into one person. <laughs> I love how he thinks Trump is positive. And I wish, I wish somebody would say, what is he, I wanted an example. Oh, really? Give me an example of that positive. And just when I hear the name Young King, I almost throw up. Like, like he's, a, he's atrocious. <laughs> Gina, there was something really interesting about that first guy in the first segment when he was talking after he said he's a wonderful person or something like that. And he said, you know, all he's trying to do is essentially make money and pass it on to his children and grandchildren. And isn't that what we're all trying to do? And what I think is important to note about that is, is truly, I'm not trying to be too serious because obviously that's hilarious in and of itself, but the in-group collectivism that is in that is that as a president, he should be trying to make everyone's situation better, better not right. his children and his children's children and that right. guy's children and that guy's children's children right. right your job is to make everyone regardless of what they look like and who they are make their lives better at that and, and he hit the nail on the head he was like hey, the guy doesn't even really want to be president he just wants to make his life better for his kids it's not what we all want right uh, that's not what a president should want no no how do you do that as a president you know do you collect intelligence and sell it to the highest bidder so you have money to give your kids i mean i don't i don't think that's what you want in the president or come to my hotel and maybe you'll have a treaty maybe i'll give you some money yeah i mean this is not what you want in a president you know i i think back you know i remember as a kid growing up and you know hearing john kennedy calling us you know to our better angels stuff like that and 
that's what this was all about. That's what government was about. And, and then you hear this guy, it's like, oh, no, 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 you just want to make money any way you can for your kids and the hell with the environment and everybody else. None of that matters. You just make your money. Going back to having a, making money for your kids and their grandkids, I'm sure some of the uh, the secret documents they found at Mar-a-Lago had little post-it notes that were like for the uh, college fund for one of the grandchildren. This will go. This should go for that. This should go for uh, a new uh, a new Mercedes. This will this will. Melania's third boob job. That's here. <laughs> right. <laughs> Wife's facelift. Sorry. <laughs> and finally, with the Trump campaign back in gear. It's time once again to get the views and hot takes from Donald Trump Jr., who looks like he could play the father in a Lifetime TV movie called No Daddy, Don't Touch Me There Again. If Trump Jr. ever turned on his father, he would easily be described by his father as never really knew him, weird kid, odd kid, tried to spy on Ivanka in the bathroom and take away the prime location, a.k.a. mine. Like his father, he has been using social media to bypass the few networks Newsmax, One America that will still have them on. Although, to be fair, I could play this podcast in the parking lot of my local giant and still have a bigger audience than Don Jr. <laughs> Trump Jr.'s video blogs are basically ASMR for people on crystal meth. And in this clip, we get a look into the mindset of the former president's offspring, more demented than his namesake. Because, you know, can't put Joe Biden in the same room as someone. He might uh, let one rip. Guys, Joe Biden is what stands between us and a nuclear-capable China. Joe Biden is the guy they're going to call at 3 in the morning if there's a serious crisis with Russia. Well, guys, you knew it was coming. Uh, John Fetterman for president. Uh, this is how deranged the mainstream media is. Um, I'm still shocked and frankly just really embarrassed for our country that a guy that can't string together a sentence um, can be a senator. But honestly, at this point, I guess we should be used to it. We have a president that can ba barely do it. Wow. His laptop. I want to know what's on his laptop. Oh, I can tell you what's on it. A line of Coke all the way from one side to the other. Jesus. And it seems like maybe four shots of whiskey on either side of that. He definitely sounded drunk, right? That's not just me. But no, also he sounded a drunk. tripod. What is this? The Blair Witch Project? They're like coked and drunk. Like it's a wow. weird combination. Yeah. Yeah, I'm thanking God that, that I didn't have uh, the stupidity to... Uh, turn a video on when I was high on coke like that. <laughs> I could see myself saying that in the mirror, but not in front of a, uh, uh, not in front of a video camera. My God. All of his rants are, they come, people will post them like on Twitter, or whatever. All of his rants are that way. They're very high energy, low message. <laughs> so. And I like how we tried to soften everything by having like a bunch of little knickknacks and family photos on the shelves. It, it basically took away from the fact that it looked like he was making a hostage video. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'll just go ahead and conclude this little discussion by saying that I think the reason Donald Trump Jr. looks somewhat dismayed in that video is like he always looks like 
like his girlfriend tells him like the only way they're doing anal is if she wears the strap on like that's <laughs> like th- that that's the vibe i i get off of him oh i think it's sweet that you think he has sex that's cute <laughs> <laughs> and on that note that's our show i want to thank abby Mello, gina brown david k and ward morrow <laughs> This episode was written and hosted by Tom Myers with panelists Abby Mello, Gina Brown, David Kay, and Ward Morrow. Theme music composed and arranged by your own Vandenberg. Executive producers Tom Myers, Matt Connerton for IPM Nation, and Eddie Carson for Odyssey Radio. Please leave a five-star rating and a positive review on Apple Podcasts. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast's Patreon for extended episodes, bonus clips, and more. Thank you for listening, and please visit TomMyers.us. Hey everyone, thanks for listening. If you want to listen to more of this episode, go ahead and subscribe to my Patreon. There you can get extended versions of episodes like this one, as well as bonus clips. You can even listen to regular episodes without all these pesky little ads through which you have to fast forward. Doesn't really cost that much. Plans as low as $1 a month. Go to patreon.com slash Tom Myers, spelled M-Y-E-R-S. Show the love, subscribe, show your support today. That's patreon.com slash Tom Myers. Hi everyone. I'm Orb. I am not the official spokesperson for Oddly Funny Productions. That's A-W-D-L-Y Funny Productions. A-A-Ron is tied up right now. Shut up, I'll untie you in a minute. Here at Oddly, we're producing some great shows. Bombing Run, where comedians compete to see who's Joker Ace. And Orb's Wacky World, a talk show with a mix of comedy, uncomfortable questions, and music hosted by yours truly. When you think of comedy, think of Oddly Funny Productions. That's A-W-D-L-Y, funny productions. Now, how do I get out of here? Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now.